Uh, I'm sitting here in the booth. It's I, Sarah, station manager, and I'm here with Christy Williams Dunton. Hi, Sarah. And uh, Molly Marcello. Hello. Hello. I'm excited to have you all up here. It's so fun to be with you guys. <laughs> Ditto. <laughs> Warm, wonderful, happy last day of January. It was a long month, eh? Oh, so long. Understatement of the year. And it's <laughs> it feels like it feels like April. It already. really does. It really does. <laughs> full and spring. Full spring. Full, yes. And I think part of that uh, accelerated uh, time warp energy is it, it can't be uh, left out that we are celebrating our 30th anniversary this year. KZMU is turning 30 <laughs> this year on April 2nd. And so ever since, you know, sometime last year, we've been... Uh, preparing for this. So now that we're in it, it feels mm. uh, it feels like time is speeding up. And that's what we're going to dedicate our conversation today about. Now, this uh, this time slot typically is held by held down by uh, public affairs programming, and we're going to keep with that theme with conversation, with sharing histories, uh, sharing knowledge. There's going to be all kinds of uh, tidbits for you, dear listener, today. Um, I have some old some old relic paper documents in hand from <laughs> KZMU's storied past that I'm really excited to share with you. Um, and I also want to just take a moment to recognize Christy Williams Dunton. Christy, uh, former program director, GM, uh, current DJ, public affairs host, um, uh, station mom. <laughs> like mm. sometimes engineer, I'm sure, <laughs> um, building attendant. Yes, <laughs> building a dentist. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, and so Christy um, is working with us this year as our uh, new title, resident archivist, uh, and the executive producer of uh, all things 30th anniversary for KZMU, and that's a big job and um, one that we've been uh, defining and articulating over the past several months. You and I working on it. Um, I wonder if you might share a little bit about what you're currently in the thick of. Well, maybe I should just play the uh, the bumper music. You know, you were saying, have you got the bumper yet? And oh, yeah. that's part of it. Uh, do you remember, what's the name of uh, Paul Newman's wife? I don't remember now. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> we're going to start trivia. from there. Okay, so she <laughs> no, says... That's, that's happening tomorrow night. She goes, <laughs> okay, somebody's going to call with her name, and it's just <laughs> something. But she said she can't even get into the part until she knows what that person wears. She starts oh. with the uh, clothing Amazing. of that character. Yeah. And it's kind of like that when you're trying to figure out something Would it like, be Joanne or Jackie? Oh, it is. It's Joanne. Joanne Woodward. Thank <laughs> you. Mm-hmm. Give Sarah Mead a gold star. <laughs> and... Give it to her again, because it's so <laughs> wonderful that you are here in so many ways. Uh, so anyway, the music, um, I was yeah. listening and listening. So where is the tone of this thing? Mm. And basically, I've been going through all the audio of uh, all that was recorded and reaching out to many old DJs and saying, do you have any old cassette tapes? And do you have any old, you know, breaks of your conversations or mm. this kind of thing? And, um, mm-hmm. well, I love it. That's all there is. It's mm. just such good energy. And that's the name of the song uh, that is the bumper. Are you ready? I'm ready. teaser it's just a teaser i love it uh, i'm uh, it's i a, love it it's like a celebration <laughs> yes yeah, yes it is and uh, that's what i was trying to get at because you go back through this and i tell you what uh life is a short thing a short mm. and glorious mm. and very colorful thing and a lot of the audio that i've uh come up with from gleaning in this way uh is full of people who are no more. Mm-hmm. And so the right tone about how to remember and celebrate. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the same time, it can be pretty moving. You know, you're listening to these voices and the quality of the voice can have such impact, especially when mm-hmm. it's like, oh, gosh, mm-hmm. there they 
they're the kind of still mm. are the energy of their spirit still here mm. and this place this this little plot of ground up here has really um well it's been an archive and a hub and a generator yeah for all of that mm. yeah and so bringing bringing the listener in even more with some more context we uh you know we spent some time at the end of last year um, myself and our and our amazing board got together at a retreat all about envisioning what is our 30th anniversary what's it about why why should we celebrate and how should we celebrate and we kind of came up with this um, this rally cry this motto of uh, we're we're honoring the past and we're celebrating the present and we're dreaming of the future so everything that we're doing in this year is either some kind of a reinvention of something we've already done, or we're really pulling out all the stops. And (laughs) we'll talk a little bit later in the show about what we have planned for our 30th, what's already in the books and what's kind of still percolating. But one of the major themes that'll be happening throughout this year are you'll be able to hear um, once or twice a month, um, some um, audio montages, some collages, some snapshots, if you will, of KZMU's audio, our oral history, Mm -hmm. Um, thanks to the work that you're doing, Christy. Well, it's been uh, so exciting to be able to use the audio because I've been collecting it like a mad woman. (laughs) Uh, You know, people would come in and say, Cooper Henderson, you Mm -hmm. probably don't remember him, but he was a child and showing up with his uh, uh, name of your worst nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and wound up being, you know, uh, an incredible political scientist uh, living Mm. and working in Russia. Mm. He would come up on the trading post and make uh, Donnie and Fast Eddie look dumb, essentially. (laughs) And and so you get these kid voices, Mm. and you realize what happened in their Mm. lives, and Mm. it's one of the beauties about being in, uh, shall we say, small town rural mm. community radio because mm-hmm. the feeling of that over time especially uh, gives you a real appreciation for how far n- not just the radio station but the community and its members have grown mm-hmm. so uh, a lot of fun to be able to go through and just capture little moments of of those um and pull them together from a variety of sources. And that, uh, that bumper music that you heard, uh, we're calling it that because uh, these pieces that Christy's putting together will have, you know, an intro and an outro. And so when you're tuning into KZMU and you hear that tune, you'll know <laughs> that it is, uh, it's time. It's time to party. Yeah. Celebrate KZMU. <laughs> yeah. It's time to, to jump in that Wayback Machine. Mm-hmm. Pull up your uh, your flares, your your disco, your spandex. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there, there is an awful lot of audio, some of it outtakes from people going, oh, I would love to tell you that story, but uh, <laughs> I cannot. Yeah. Or there are ways that we have to be really, um, oh, sidelong about how yeah. we tell some of them because it was a different... I was going to say, I know, I know. Mm -hmm. Um, When it started, it was through, I think, a need um, and also through there not being any radio at that time. Mm -hmm. KURA, AM 1390 was here at that time. And when you say that time, we're talking like the late 80s, mid to late 80s. KURA started, I think, in 1954, something Mm -hmm. like that, Mm -hmm. a long time ago. And that's when I, um, you know, I didn't arrive on the planet in 1954, (laughs) but uh, I arrived in Moab in 1980. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it so happens that I was going through just like boxes of old cassettes and who knows what. And I found the audio of my very first newscast from 1981, wherein uh, a guy uh, tried to smuggle some marijuana into the jail and got busted, and so that was the story. <laughs> Smuggling into into his buddies. That's a hot in hot the jail case. Uh, well, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, you know, 
Things change, things stay the same. <laughs> oh, that is <laughs> incredible. Very much the theme of a lot of the content that I have here in my hand as well, getting ready to, to share. But I'm interested because, you know, it's true, this vision about what does the community need? Mm-hmm. And that was a lot about what gave birth to it. Eh? So Suzanne Mayberry is one of the people who played a big hand in getting this this thing uh, that we know and love as KZMU off the ground, along with the likes of people like Carl. Rap. We'll we'll kind of run through the list of the those involved. But Suzanne wrote up a brief history, uh, kind of a quick and dirty. This is how it happened. This is how I remember it. And one of the things that she says early on in this is, um, and this is Suzanne's words: Moab was a paradise without a voice, a town which had lost its radio station and needed some way to communicate within the community other than the lone video source, a local TV channel which broadcast a news program on weekdays and nothing on the weekends except time and temperature. Town TV was an inadequate provider for uh, basic information like births and deaths. In fact, quote-unquote, somebody, somebody could die and be buried before you even knew they were dead was often said around town. <laughs> well, that wasn't the major reason we started thinking about bringing radio to Moab, but it was one of the many reasons. Kind of uh, akin to what you were just talking about with this sort of, um, there was a void, <laughs> Right. So it was in the bust, right? We were just coming out of the thing called the bust and of uranium, which KURA stood for. Mm. And uh, even when KURA was on the air, you know, there was, that was it. Mm. Uh, It went off the air at 1030 at night. Uh, Mm. And then... You know, especially in winter at night Mm -hmm. when there was nothing but the deep blue, Mm -hmm. infinite desert sky, you could hear 50,000 watt KOB from Oklahoma, Hmm. I think it might have been. Or no, is it Albuquerque? Uh, So either Oklahoma or Albuquerque, you could hear it from all the way there because 50,000 watts is enough to get... You know, it's pretty powerful. Far, <laughs> yeah. Um, and it came out of a great tradition. This, like, g- being able to communicate with people in a very immediate way, in a way that was super, well, you know how it is, uh, intimate. Your dog is on Spanish Valley mm. Drive. <laughs> we found a mm. thing. Mm. Um, come find it up here at the station. Mm-hmm. So uh, when that went off the air as a commercial radio station. Um, Actually, it was still on the air, but looking like it was going to go off any Mm -hmm. day now. Uh, Actually, you know who we should turn to is Carl Rapp himself. Let's do it. To talk about that, because he'll do better. Here's here's Carl Rapp. And then the whole thing came about, sitting around the living room one night. We were all, a few of us talking about how it'd be nice to have a radio station. And I'd worked at KSUT in Colorado on that one. And knew Wayne Bundy, and we decided, well, what the heck, let's give it a try. And first person I called was you. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got a hold of Wayne Bundy, and from there, well, you know the story, kind of. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. The, the but, meetings, though, were so great. Oh, yeah. Having them kind of in the little oh, lunch yeah, in room. in the restaurant, and... yeah. hanging out. People, there was a lot of naysayers, but there was also a lot of people that really helped. There were a lot of people that really helped. Who are who, Suzanne Mayberry and yeah. Frank Wilson? Yeah, yeah, he was our engineer. And then our original board was we had to have kind of a token board when we were doing the grant, if you remember. And mm-hmm. we had uh, Jim Kelly, Mike Merritt, uh, who else was on there? Oh, Kyle Bailey. Oh, yeah. And Bill uh, Bench? Yeah, Bench, who was a. Wonderful, because remember in his office when we, the first grants were written there in Bill's office, after hours using his copy machine, whatever we wanted, he just turned it over to us. So, we miss Thank Bill. you, Bill. We miss you. Miss Kelly, too. Oh, yeah. Jim's gone. In uh, 20 years, a lot has happened with this place. Do you Has it um, taken form in any of the ways that you imagined it would? Yeah. It's a little more deluxe than I'd ever thought, <laughs> not to tell you the truth. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of amazing since yeah. it's so bailing wire and bubblegum. Yeah, anyway. well, well, you remember the, the trailer was donated from the Park Service, mm-hmm. was our original of the studio. And 
I, I don't know where I drug that carpet in, but, <laughs> but it was bad. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. just such classic desert uh, detritus, uh -huh, so you know. Cool. I know that that carpet came from some dump. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Everything came from the dump, pretty much our first stuff. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, and then August, he helped. Augie Brooks. A lot. Uh, yeah, and... Uh, Jose and Tejada. Yeah. No? No, not Jose. Knighton. Oh, oh, Jose Knighton. Knighton and uh, who was his wife? Was it Diane Fouts at the yeah, time? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. They were a lot of help originally. Mm -hmm. And he do, drew the first logo. So a good Moab story, huh? We could tell the one about, well, maybe no, I can't tell that one. <laughs> I was going <laughs> oh, to tell one about Mitch Hill, maybe. And I was just thinking about the Hill Boys. But yeah. yeah. Heck Bowman's, uh, well, he parked his car by the, the sheriff's car, left it running, unfortunately, by the old Prospector Motel. And uh, pretty sure it was Mitch and somebody else over by the new city park happened to see that. Thought it might be funny to move his car. So he took Heck's car and drove it out to the river and left it there. <laughs> and, uh, just, you know. For fun. Well, it was a small town. Moab, you got bored. You made your own entertainment. And Heck was upset, but it was okay. Mitch later married his daughter. So. <laughs> yeah. I see. So yeah. that's a very old way to settle a debt. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Well, like I used to always say, Moab was a wonderful place. It was filled with overqualified underachievers, which, you know, it was. I mean, you could think of two tall people like that, the master's doctorate degrees doing nothing, <laughs> you know, just enjoying life. Loafer's glory. Yeah. And, uh, you know. Why do you think this place uh, assists the slacker? It's a desert. I mean, look at it. It just, it's meant to be enjoyed slowly. You know, you have to take it all in, and it's big, and it's, you know, it takes a lot to go out and sit under an arch. You might take a half a lifetime to, you know, really study that rock as you lay there, <laughs> contemplating whatever. Yeah, the voice of Carl Rapp, Uncle Meat, <laughs> as we lovingly refer to him up here. You can hear Uncle Meat on Wednesday mornings still. Still. Still holding down the fort. Um, it gets in your blood. It does. Oh, it was so lovely. Christy, you know, you were saying how these clips that you're coming across, you know, having that oral, that audio, like it, it just hits you differently than if I was to read Carl's words on the page. I'm glad to hear it. That's mm -hmm. that's part of the joy of radio still, mm -hmm. isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it's an exciting thing right now to be um, taking a moment. You know, we, in our kind of opening announcements that every DJ reads, you know, the top of the morning, um, that we're, you know, celebrating 30 years of live local grassroots radio, we're always taking a moment to really, to, to be in this and celebrate it. However, you know, it's nice to, to, to have a retrospective uh, look to really hear voices from the past talking about the importance of a medium like this and the slowness and the uh, the present the temporality of it. You know, it's one of the uh, one of the sort of four uh, D, if you will, like time based mediums that really also kind of has a. a mm -hmm. A magic of the moment, if you will. You know, it's not like you can just rewind and uh, and listen, or just pause and go do something and come back and listen. You know, there's there's something about being here mm. um, that's really reflective of the space too. And the fact that it's Moab and desert and way the heck out there, and and uh, back then, of course, um, a, an entirely different thing. We talk about grassroots broadcasting and grassroots platforms for being able to express and um, <laughs> when Moab Community Radio was being born uh, we just want to say it was much more uh, casual and in general in Moab mm. uh, of course you have free time <laughs> right? because you're not working as much right? you could get by on much, much less. Mm. Um, 
Yeah. Right. You could get by on much, much less. So I have actually, and people would get involved that had no background in radio whatsoever, but it was no big deal if they had the heart for it. And that leads us into the guy next door. You want to hear that? Yeah, let's hear another clip, and then we'll take a quick break. And uh, and after the break, we'll come back with some more KZMU um, history and, uh, and tradition and a look towards the future. It's the 4.21 p.m. on January 31st. You're tuned into KZMU Moab. You want to set this clip up? Sure thing. Oh, set it up. Uh, yeah, so he was um, just getting ready to... Uh, retire after about 16 years mm. being the guy next door, the general manager. But at the beginning, I think that he just loved it because it was next door and he listened to it <laughs> and there was an awful lot of energetic stuff. And one time he just came over and here's Jeff talking about how he became involved. Mm. So I sort of quietly said at one meeting, well, look, I live next door. I can go over, get the mail, pay the bills, um, just do whatever administrative stuff has to be done until we can figure out how to get some money and hire a manager. And of course, you know, the classic line, 16 years later, I'm still there. So um, so that, that's how that all came about. Uh, I worked for a year and a half without getting paid, didn't get any money. Um, it was, again, I'll go back to the fact that I lived next door. That made it easy. Uh, it was interesting. It was new. It was something different. Uh, there was certainly a sense of responsibility in keeping the station going. I was only working part-time on my own business, so I had, I had time to work up there. And uh, it was one of those things where you don't expect to be around, and then it, it sort of grows on you. You know, it's like a lot of things in life. You don't know why you end up where you end up, but a lot of times it's just because your interest uh, is piqued by a particular job you may have taken or whatever else, and so you stay with it. And that's sort of what happened. I, I, I was I was interested in uh, the whole operation of the radio station, but it, it was fun to sort of be associated with this little radio station. Um, so there was that little uh, uh, perk of being, you know, known in the community. And I, I'm the first to admit that. You're tuned into KZMU, Moab Community Radio. And it is uh, 425 p.m. I'm Sarah. And I'm here with Christy and Molly, and uh, we're taking this time, this public affairs moment on a Monday evening or late afternoon to uh, reflect back to, mm. as we said, honor the past, celebrate the future, and, and or celebrate the present, I should say, and dream <laughs> of the future. Well, we can totally celebrate mm. the present when we say, you know, yeah. nobody has to work for free for a year and a half <laughs> anymore. Not anymore. Mm, <laughs> no, that kind of trade... Yes, yes. Uh, there have been, I've been doing a lot of uh, reflections of, um, you know, where we've where we've come. You know, I've been I've been with the station for seven years, maybe in in varying capacities. So I've definitely seen a lot of change, but nothing even close to um, what other longtime DJs or employees or staff mm -hmm. have mm -hmm. experienced. And just kind of taking a moment to. Um, see how those two differences square, you know, since the mid-teens, uh, the mid-20-teens to now. Um, and it's, pr it's, pretty, it's pretty huge. It's pretty magnificent. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that that's been a continuing through line of KZMU. There's a sense of underdog. There's a sense yeah. of we're going to make this happen because it's just got to happen. Mm -hmm. And it's the right people at the right time. And, uh, and, then, and then things transpire. Well, you were talking about the, um, well, was it Suzanne that was talking about mm -hmm. the kind of need and yeah. down to the mission about mm -hmm. the vision? W the need to communicate is something so deeply embedded in the human psyche. You know, a lot of people today would say, is radio dead? I don't think it ever will be as long as stories are important mm -hmm. and, uh, mm -hmm. in a place like this where we need to communicate with one another. No. 
this this uh, fits a need. Yeah, and um, that is a beautiful segue into something that uh, I'd like to share. It's a little bit of a longer uh, read, so I was going to maybe put up some some kind of music, <laughs> something <laughs> a little color, a little yeah. color mm-hmm. uh, in the background for us just to have uh, as we're as I'm reading this. It's not too terribly long, but it is uh, it is something nice. Uh, it was written in July. 1990, mm. July 24th, 1990, uh, envisioning MPR, Moab Public Radio. And uh, it's still still not sure who actually wrote this. Oh, I wow. showed it to Uncle Meat, and uh-huh. he said, I might have written it, but it, I think it was a combination of me and Suzanne and Debbie all working together on this. So His wife. Yes. Um So it begins, you've seen the notices for Moab Public Radio meetings and donation jars at local businesses. Maybe you've even been to a fundraising event for MPR, but do you have a clear picture of what Moab Public Radio will be? Moab Public Radio's station will be located on Highway 191, south of town, near the Branding Iron. From there, its 100-watt signal at 89.7 FM will be heard in both Moab and Spanish Valley. As MPR grows, it plans to expand its broadcast area to include Castle Valley and most of Grand County. Public affairs programming will play a large part in MPR's daily schedule. A community billboard will post daily notices of important local meetings, hearings, and events, even club meetings and entertainment. Mm. Panel discussions and call-in programs on important local issues will allow all viewpoints to be aired. Agendas of city and county commission meetings will be aired to inform interested citizens so they can attend and be heard. Agencies such as social services, aging, public health, county extension will have regular shows to get important information on their programs to the public. Airtime will be available for other local interest groups, for example, Archaeology Society or Dan O'Lory Museum. Uh, to present informational programs on a regular basis. NPR would also like to feature programs by Native American and Hispanic members of the community. Education is an important aspect of Moab Public Radio's stated purpose. NPR plans to work with Grand County High School to initiate a high school radio program to reflect the interests and issues of this important segment of Moab's population. Students will gain both behind-the-scenes and on-air experience in broadcasting, a children's story time program is also planned, directed toward the 4 to 94 age group. Mm-hmm. Another reading program will air selections from classic and contemporary fiction and poetry. And then it goes on a little bit to talk about um, EAS, Emergency Broadcast System. But then it says, don't think NPR is going to be all talk. A substantial portion of the broadcast day will be music programming with a difference. No endless replay of Top 40 Pop or Country Western charts from a satellite service featuring electronically enhanced automation DJs. NPR's volunteer DJs will be people you know, whose voices you recognize, playing the music you and they like. Bluegrass, country, rock, jazz, classical, and more. This vision of Moab Public Radio as a community resource is a pretty tall order. The key word here is, no, the key work here is community, because this is a community station. (laughs) Almost had Carl (laughs) jump in there. Uh, This is a community station. The community is where MPR comes for support. Moab Public Radio needs all the help it can get. And then it goes on to talk about all of the things that it requires to make this thing happen. Volunteers, building and staffing. Uh, very skilled volunteer labor, labor like carpenters and electricians to help construct the station building. Um, Public Radio is listener-supported. The main sources of MPR's operating budget will be pledges from local listeners and underwriting from local businesses. It's a big project requiring lots of community help, energy, commitment, and yes, even money. But the returns are also great. Moab can have a local radio station that reflects its unique personality and addresses its important local issues. Radio silence can no longer be maintained. Hmm. I'm inspired. I'm still inspired. <laughs> Look at all the things that happened. When you, when you dream a thing and you can see what it might be, down to the programming. 
amazing. That's, that's what that's what got me the first time that I read this is mm. the the very you know seemingly. So I'm envisioning this thing coming out in in uh, July 1990. Uh, perhaps it was a press release for the newspaper. Perhaps it was a presentation to the Chamber of Commerce or the county. And to have such specific um, language about children's programming mm-hmm. and um, diversity, diversity exactly, and the types of groups that KZMU wants to be inclusive of and the types of specific community announcements it wants to mm. make and to see how that has unfolded and is not only currently what we're doing but also still like you know areas that we're trying to fill in those gaps we're still working really hard to be more inclusive and to lift up marginalized voices in the community and to make space for young people on our air um, I think it was you who told me that KZMU has the longest running youth-led uh, program in the state of Utah? Live. Yeah. Local youth on the air, uninterrupted programming from KZMU. Yeah, more than KUER, KUSU. Um, so I've, there's so much to be proud of. And the kids themselves, I think that's the thing I'm maybe the most um, moved by is seeing what happens when you have a kid come up and they may be shy. They may Mm -hmm. present as very introverted, and then, you know, they may not have any real designs. I remember a young woman, I say young woman, Mm -hmm. middle Mm -hmm. school, and very, very wallflowery. And um, boy, it just changed her completely, and she went for a journalism degree, and uh, you get to see people transform by mm. finding their voice. Young people, pretty cool. That's some, I, I'm remembering, you know, sometimes we'll have, you know, students from the high school come through here for various projects or our interns, um, and they'll say, oh, the last time I was here, word of the day, my word was blank. The definition <laughs> is... Blank. I don't know if it's if it's because we've worked <laughs> together so long uh-huh. or because people think we're the same person anyways but <laughs> yeah, as true, you true as you were uh-huh. saying that I was literally clicking and dragging uh-huh. some audio that I would love to share mm-hmm. um, so you were saying that we'll have um, you know, young adults come mm-hmm. up here and work with the station and say, I remember when I was in fifth mm-hmm. grade and I came up here. We had that experience this last year uh, with so a couple of high school interns, Kelsey and Jocelyn, mm-hmm. and they spent a whole trimester working with me and kind mm-hmm. of just getting a feel for the radio station and spending one of their, one of their cl- periods, their classes up at the station. And um, we found their fifth grade word of the day, and then I had them record uh, a new word Amazing. of the day. Oh. Of, and uh, it's so the word of the day that they chose as an 18-year-old um, high schooler about to leave the nest, leave the high school, graduate, mm-hmm. move on, uh, kind of bookending their time with a little stint here at KCMU. They got to select not only their word, but also write their own um, sentence. So the first one I'll play is, um, let's see, let's do Kelsey's first. So first we're going to hear Kelsey when uh, she was in fifth grade, which was, I think, 2004. 14, and then we'll hear Kelsey in 2021. Welcome to KZMU's Word of the Day. My name is Kelsey. I am in the sixth grade at the Moab Charter School. Today's word is gala. It is spelled G-A-L-A. It is used as a noun. The definition is a fancy party or celebration. Let's use it in a sentence. After the performance, we went to a gala and had lots of fun and treats. Again, today's word is gala. Thanks for listening. Welcome to KZMU's Word of the Day. My name is Kelsey Gritz. I am in the 12th grade at Grand County High School. Today's word is euphoric. It is spelled E-U-P-H-O-R-I-C. It is used as an adjective. The definition is characterized by or feeling intense excitement and happiness. Let's use it in a sentence. For example, she felt very euphoric dancing in the lights at the rave. Again, today's word is euphoric. Thank you for listening. (laughs) And it really is. Gala and euphoric. Yeah. yeah. Both party words. <laughs> Both Fantastic. Fantastic. Shout out to Kelsey. 
Um, and I do have one more. Maybe we'll play it a little bit later. But mm-hmm. um, that's one of the things that is so exciting to me. Um, you know, I have here as well some copies of some some handwritten letters in 1991 from uh, young people to the commission, like this one on January 28th, 1991, from Sarah Ballard. Dear Commission, I would like to have a public radio station in Moab because we could put on a program. (laughs) (laughs) It's so pure, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, David Mayberry says... Dear parents, we have a public radio station. We would like you to help us. If you read the print up at the top of the page, so come over, you're welcome. Thank you sincerely, David Mayberry. <laughs> Thank you, David. <laughs> Thank you, and sincerely. Yeah, I uh, I think so come over, you're welcome. Might <laughs> should be our new our new motto for the 30th. I'm writing it down. A little t-shirt <laughs> scribbling on that. <laughs> yeah, another one from David in, in January 1991. Dear Commission, I would like to have a public radio station in Moab because the school could use it. Hmm. Yes, the school can and has used KZMU in so many ways. Voices of Youth. You know, while we're still on the word of the day, I think I can probably find the spot within about the... I have about four minutes of Flanders talking some more about his favorite uh, the things that he ever mm. did and word of the day mm. was uh, his baby. I can, let me see if this is where this pops in. Let's just see. Because so much information flows up through the radio station. It does. You're, you, you really get connected. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, that's a, a, a comforting, it's a wonderful feeling. You um, know the events that are going on, you know the people that are doing the events. Um, you know the news, you know the current affairs, you know, um, you really feel like you got your hand on the heartbeat of the town. And uh, that's very, uh, you know, you feel very included in, in all the activities. Belonging. So community. Yeah. The community part is what you love about yeah. community radio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's, it's been a fabulous blessing for me. Because it's uh, what a fun way to ha- to have that uh, manifest itself, you know, and uh, you just sort of come up here and clean the bathroom and mm-hmm. answer the phone and do <laughs> PSAs, and you're in touch with all the stuff that's going on. Well, I got to say that one of the things that you've been um, great at is uh, being a kid being a big kid and having a lot of fun and uh, working with the kids and enriching and building and strengthening the educational component of the mission statement and uh, being part of the um, media education program of working with kids by being a big kid. Of course, the one I'm most proud of is this little simple one-minute thing called Word of the Day, which we get the sixth graders up there. I started that eight years ago. Didn't take any time. Wasn't a big production, you know, wasn't a radio play. Just get a bunch of sixth graders up and record them saying these word definitions of the words. But I knew I was gonna be reaching people, mothers and fathers and grandfathers and grandmothers, that half of them didn't even know KZMU existed. Uh, one of the things that drives me nuts is I'll go driving around <laughs> And I'll go to the left side of the dial, and I'll hear three NPR stations at the same time, and I go, Where, where's, where's the variance here? You know, why isn't somebody doing something different? You have a chance here to put something out. So KZMU, um, because it's, you know, it is grassroots, it, you know, is one of these islands, I think. So the way you do it is you create an environment that is fun. There's a lot of environments that are not fun. They're claustrophobic, that are maybe even threatening. That is not conducive to a person doing something creative, such as a DJ in a radio station. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, had Mm -hmm. a philosophy about uh, making it fun, and it sure did um, set a bit of a tone of that particular era. Of course, there were other... Uh, managers like Bon Kelly, who was 
uh, primarily known for, responsible for the gaining of the funds to build the studio that we're in today. Mm-hmm. I'm amazed at how every era of KZMU's evolution draws exactly the right leader <laughs> for exactly the time that's needed. Um, I, I had a brief stint as the GM, a couple mm-hmm. of them, kind of like the glue, really, oh, yeah. uh, more than anything else, a bridge, but... Um, Doing the job that you're doing, Sarah, was it was more programming that I was more interested in and helping gather people. Uh, so that was when we were in that sway-backed mare of a trailer that Carl was talking about <laughs> that was, the, you know, um, <laughs> the ceiling tiles were literally dropping down and mm-hmm. it was raining on the desk. It was, uh, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. good times. Mm-hmm. But um, we did need a studio. And what happened then was this big jump in people feeling the legitimacy of what we were up to and it really upped the uh the sound of everything on the air so everybody that's tried to lead this thing forward my hat's really off Mm because there is a lot of responsibility as well as it being a super fun job yeah (laughs) yeah yeah let's take a quick break and uh, <laughs> uh on that note of it being a super fun job and we'll come back in just a little bit with uh, a look towards the future dreaming of the future Woo-hoo. it's kzmu moab about four forty-five in the late afternoon and uh, here's a little musical break for you tuning in right now it is kzmu moab on the dial at 90.1 and 106.7 fm formerly 89.7 and 106.1 fm am i right (laughs) what was there a 106.1 before 89.7 i think that was the whole 89.7 oh that's right we had the repeater uh you know, I've got a T-shirt that can confirm. No, didn't we this. have a T-shirt up here? <laughs> yeah, I think there was one hundred six one. Uh huh. Eighty nine point seven. But I think the, maybe the one hundred six one was short-lived because then ninety point one and one hundred six seven just came on strong like the Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> that was the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> so much fun to be um, a little a little guy like plankton in the sea of telecommunications and be able to call somebody up like Marvel Comics and say, hey, you know, we just want a run of a hundred t-shirts. Is this cool? Just real quick. <laughs> and then they'd say, yes, you're too small for us to bother with. Mm-hmm. Oof. Oh. But then that's, that's the same reason why CPB uh-huh. was like, you're too small for uh, the grant money uh-huh. and KZMU just as ever mm-hmm. just yeah. so great to say whatever we're still going to do the thing mm. yeah yeah beautiful um, sort of moment in it that was right around when I came on mm-hmm. uh, and I say beautiful because it's it's uh, it's reflective of the sort of might uh, that we've had small but mighty mm-hmm. uh, is other sister stations have referred to KZMU as such or, or doing a lot with a little mm-hmm. and uh, and that's become kind of our like yeah Sadly. that's totally <laughs> right and you know what we're okay uh-huh. with that yeah, and and yet it would be nice to have a little more. <laughs> so that's kind of where uh, where I'm excited as we're moving forward, looking into the future um, of, of KZMU in this community. And I'm always asking myself, how can we be better serving our listeners? Yes, we're providing all this eclectic, interesting and dynamic music that's selected by more than 80 volunteer DJs. We have some banging public affairs program and this incredible in-house news department that is now um, 50% bigger than it was, <laughs> um, you know, six months ago. The fact that it exists. 
it's uh, this, monumental. We need to pause right there because that was a dream <laughs> that everybody said this is what needs to happen mm-hmm. is a short daily. Yeah. And the number of times we tried to pull the sword out of that stone, I can't even <laughs> count it. But it's not an easy thing to do. And the fact that it's happening mm. now makes me a little verklempt. Mm. <laughs> well, oh. it's it's a big deal. It's a, it is a big it's deal. It's a big, big deal. And it's one of those um, pillars that I, uh, I envision that holds KZMU up as a service to the community. Um, information and ethically sourced information and well put together information that a community person can tune in and say, I trust this. I get this. Mm-hmm. I can, I can, I can understand this. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, that says a lot. And I think that's the, you know, that's the core of what public media, public broadcasting is. And so as we're looking forward into the future in this 30th year, there's a couple of ways that we're going to be bringing that to focus. One of these ways is through our archiving progress and project that we're doing with Christy here through audio archiving. There's also all this amazing um, visual ephemera. Uh, some of the stuff that I've read here today written in those kids' handwriting. There's also some incredible um, photographs and video footage and we'll be making that available on our website so that people in the community can peruse and tap in and get a feel for how KZMU has helped shape and um, sort of be shaped by the community. And Because it's reflective, right? It's always a... Uh, ebb and flow timey-wimey yeah um one exciting thing that i can say that's happening right away is uh tomorrow we are releasing the registration form for our 2022 and uh radio play festival this is really exciting because we are uh we're shifting focus away from a, a radio play in which there's a set cast and crew it's written and directed by one person and uh and then performed by that particular group We are adopting the amateur film festival model and allowing uh, any community member or members to come together, form teams, and submit their own audio theater piece. Now, that can look like a radio play as you would traditionally think of it with a story arc and characters and a conflict and resolution, or it could be something totally out there and abstract and it could be a psychedelic reading of an old Edgar Allan Poe poem that's out of copyright with some kind of cool ambient sound bed field recordings underneath I mean it's really really open to interpretation I'm emphasizing the play in radio play festival um, they got to be five to seven minutes long they've got to adhere to FCC guidelines all of those details will be at kzmu.org slash 2022 Radio Play Fest. The link is going to be live tomorrow. So you can read everything you need to know and register yourself as an individual or uh, register a team. Even if you don't know yet who's going to be in your team, you can still register. Sometimes making that little commitment is just what it takes to kind of get the ball rolling. Mm-hmm. And on that web page, there will also be resources to free audio editing software uh, the free music archives where you can get all kinds of copyright free and royalty fee- free music, uh, free sound effects, um, some free apps that you can download on your phone to get high quality sound recordings. I'm trying to make this as accessible and free as possible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And to encourage the creativity. Oh, yeah. And yeah. it's it's just so on brand. I can hardly. Mm-hmm. I'm just so proud. And speaking of brand, man, I love doing shows with you, too, because you are setting me up in the best ways. <laughs> speaking of brand, we actually are unveiling uh, new visual branding, new identity of KZMU <gasps> really? in February. Oh, my gosh. We have a whole new um, brand for the 30th anniversary. Whole and new look. We might keep it uh, beyond the 30th anniversary year if we just fall completely head over heels in love with it. But this branding was created in partnership with Abby Layton, who is a local amazing designer, and is completely based on uh, that that uh, sort of motto of, uh, of honoring the past and celebrating the present, dreaming of the future. So it's a little 
little retro. It's a little modern. Mm-hmm. It's all kinds of stuff. And uh, you'll be able to see that in our social media and in our website uh, any day now. <laughs> so a little bit of a facelift, a little bit of a brand. Not facelift. Facelift. That's, a, that's not, yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> a uh, hair wash, if hair you wash. will. <laughs> Snip just, some of the dreads. Yeah, uh, we're just putting on a, a new trim. brooch. <laughs> yeah, a, a brooch we're, change. We're getting, we're getting our red wings resold, if you will. Just, oh, that's a good just one. For, uh, a just good for you, dear listener, who have been, maybe you're just tuning in for the first time, or maybe you've been listening for the past 30 years. 30 years. You know, we're meeting today on a kind of a, historic day. I love being able to look at the kind of intersection of what's happening on on various corners. Mm-hmm. And today's Ed Abby's birthday. Oh. Is it? And, and so thanks, Ed. Cactus Ed, wherever you are. And also, uh, because he's had a, a bit of a influence, not just on um, Moab, but also on KZMU. You know, it was a little bit of this, um, yeah, a little bit of that flavor. Uh, with mm-hmm. KZMU's early days. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, we find the news today that Howard Hessman, who played a character named Johnny Fever, I do believe, on uh, WKRP Cincinnati. Was that the name of the show? Oh, w- I, mm-hmm. yeah. I, yes. can Google now. She's going to Google <laughs> it now. But uh, this particular character, a lot like Wolfman Jack, uh, influenced many people including myself, uh, wouldn't that be a fun job? So uh, Johnny Fever, wherever you are, signing off, and thanks for that in this day in history. And so for uh, folks who are having a great time with us as we're jumping in the Wayback Machine with you, you can catch some of these um, Wayback uh, snapshots from Dr. Huen. Uh, at uh, varying times throughout this next coming year. You can also catch them on uh, kcmu.org where they'll have a designated space. And we may or may not continue to occupy this time slot in some way, shape, or form Mm -hmm. doing something similar and hope to bring on guests and things like that. But we really wanted to take this moment just to kickstart our 30th year in a celebratory way and uh, couldn't have thought of a better group of people to do it with such a pleasure high fives all around to everybody who ever had anything to do with this place um existing (laughs) 